Hey, what's going on, you guys? This is episode two of the Navi Design Podcast. And this podcast is really dedicated to spiritual intelligence. Uh, we examine what spiritual intelligence is, uh, provide some real life examples of understanding spiritual intelligence, and even talk about some ways that we can even develop and grow uh, in this thing we call spiritual intelligence. As always, hope you find tons of value. God bless. Check it out. Hey, what's going on, you guys? This is episode two of the Nobby Design Podcast. And as always, thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Um, in this episode, we're really going to be talking about spiritual intelligence. And really where I hope to go in this podcast is um, not only defining and kind of understanding what spiritual intelligence is, but even going into some more of the practical application. Um, how do we develop spiritual intelligence in our life? And how do we grow in this? How do we uh, develop this, this skill, so to speak? Um, so just jumping right in, uh, I would love to start with just kind of unpacking what spiritual intelligence even is. Um, before I jump into that, I just want to even say this. Um, Spiritual intelligence for me personally has been so much of my life journey, um, especially in the last 15, 16 years. Um, as I shared on the first podcast, you know, when I was 18 years old, I had a real kind of spiritual experience. I had a, a life changing experience where um, I really met God. And uh, through that, I, I would say this is that I was opened to a world and a dimension that I always kind of believed was there, but um, it really kind of just changed the way that I lived my life. Uh, really, what I'm trying to say is, you know, my, my life was opened up to a spiritual dimension. And I would say that really since that time and really my journey since then has been so much about understanding this at a deeper level, uh, learning how to communicate it and learning how to develop it and in doing so, now what I hope to do, even through the coaching that I do, is to be able to coach others um, to develop their spiritual quotient. So uh, I would love to start with maybe just a, um, a definition um, that I found that resonated deeply uh, on spiritual intelligence. And I want to give credit where credit is due. Um, this definition comes from Chris Valentin. Uh, from Bethel Church out in Redding, California. Uh, I, I really just want to say this about Chris. Um, love his stuff, but especially his stuff on spiritual intelligence. Uh, I find that right now there are several people that are really kind of pioneering and, and defining this and communicating this. And um, again, I think Chris is just one of many uh, who I think is really doing a, an amazing job of teaching on the subject matter and uh, helping others to kind of grow in this area. So um, starting with a definition of spiritual intelligence, uh, this is what Chris says, and this is what I've adopted. It is the ability to discern, perceive, and judge the spiritual dimensions that are at work in you and around you, and to be able to manage this realm towards a positive outcome. I'll say that one more time. 
Spiritual intelligence is the ability to discern, perceive, and judge the spiritual dimensions that are at work in you and around you and to manage this realm towards a positive outcome. Okay, so now we're going to attempt to really unpack this. So if we're even talking about spiritual intelligence, um, to lay the groundwork or to lay the basic premises um, that uh, make this a reality, right, is I think first and foremost, it begins with even believing in that which is spiritual. And I think that, um, yeah, I'll just start there, is to believe in that which is spiritual. And I think many people have different definitions of spirituality. And, you know, I think that's all great. But I think at the end of the day, what it begins with is believing in a spiritual world, a spiritual dimension, a spiritual realm. It's all really the same words talking about the same reality. And what I find in culture today, and not only just culture, but what I see in humanity, I, I, I guess I better put it like that, is that we have this craving for spiritual things, um, whether you want to call it supernatural or paranormal or outside of the box. Um, we have a innate desire to explore spiritual things. Um, I would say just on a more foundational level, I think that that's true because, you know, in Ecclesiastes, the Bible says that God has put eternity in our hearts. God has put eternity in our hearts. Now, what does that mean? Uh, I've always, I've always understood that in my earlier years to understand that as God has put kind of this longing for the eternal, right, or the or 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 kind of the beyond or infinity within us, and I, I still subscribe to that to a degree. But I think for me, I even see it differently now, where I I, I would read that differently to say God has put the hunger for eternal things in the heart of every person. And when we're talking about eternity, we're not necessarily talking about, you know, life after death. That would be everlasting life. But to understand that which is eternal is to understand that which is outside the realm of time and space. It is really another word to talk about a spiritual dimension, right? Um, just to take it a little bit further, you know, God is spirit. That's what it says in the book of John. It says in John chapter four, it says God is spirit. So what does that mean? It means that God exists in a different dimension. He exists not in this natural world, right? Although he has access to it, but God exists in a spiritual world or a spiritual dimension. So without going too deep into all of that, I'll, I'll, I guess I'm starting with this is that to understand spiritual intelligence first begins with the belief that we that there is that which is spiritual or that which is eternal. Okay. And I would say if you're listening to this podcast, you may be on the fence about it, you may be questioning it. It may be even a a, a field of understanding that you haven't even really explored. But I would say you're probably tuning into this podcast because at the very least, there is some sort of a genuine curiosity there. And so my hope is that through this podcast, we'll be able to explain and to share on it in a way, again, I say this all the time, that is real, that is relevant, and that is relatable to you. So 
So that's that, is I think to believe in that which is spiritual uh, is the basic premise of spiritual intelligence. So now, going back to this kind of definition that I pulled up, um, the ability to discern, perceive, and judge the spiritual dimensions that are at work in you and around you. So let's start here. Let's say, just, just for conversation's sake, you and I believe that there is a spiritual dimension. Maybe we don't know how to articulate it, but somehow intuitively, maybe we know that there's got to be something more beyond the natural world, right? To distinguish between that which is spiritual and that which is natural is the natural world would be that which we, we, with which we can observe via our five senses, right? But if we've lived life long enough, I would almost guarantee that there's probably things that have maybe, maybe happened to you, questions that you've had, where you're really asking the question, okay, is there more? Is there something at work um, that is beyond my five senses, right? And I would say for the majority of people that I talk to, right, whether you're a Christian, whether you're a Buddhist, whatever you, whatever you claim to be, most people would actually subscribe to this. Most people, they, it's almost kind of a logical conclusion. It's like, no, there has to be something beyond this, right? And even scientists would qualify this statement by saying, you know, the, the fourth dimension, or sorry, the three dimensions that we live in, the fourth dimension really being time, you know, even scientists are talking about there are multiple, multiple dimensions that we haven't even been able to explore or articulate yet. So I would even say the scientists, believe it or not, believe in another spiritual dimension, maybe more than the average person does. Um, but anyways, I go back to my conversation to say that when we're talking about spiritual quotient, the ability to discern, perceive, and judge, we'll just start there. Like any type of intelligence, right? Uh, whether it's an, an emotional intelligence, whether it's your IQ, right? Your intellectual intelligence, um, whatever it may be, at the end of the day, intelligence really boils down to an acute ability. It is an ability it's an acuteness, it's an awareness, and it's a functionality, actually, right? Uh, just to give you an example, when you think about, you know, I always think about Kobe Bryant, and I think about how he has an incredible basketball IQ. He has an incredible IQ when it comes to the field of basketball. So what does that actually mean, though? That means that when this dude plays the game of basketball, not only is he incredibly aware of what is happening, but there is an acuteness to even that which he is aware of. There is an acute ability to perceive and discern through all of that. And in doing so, there's a functionality that comes from that, which allows him to function and make split second decisions and reactions and, um, you know, different plays or, 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 or whatever it may be, but it just allows him to be at the top of his game, right? Um, another quick example, I guess this is just fresh because Conor McGregor just won his fight with uh, Cowboy Cerrone, right? Is whether you like Conor McGregor as a person or not, but one thing that you cannot deny about this man is that he has an incredible fight IQ. Again, what does that mean? That means when it comes to the realm of fighting and in the world that he lives in, 
if you really study the way that he goes about this sport, I mean, the dude has an incredible fight IQ. He is perceiving, discerning, and judging bits of information in the midst of the fight at a supersonic level. I mean, it is happening so real time. And I would say at the end of the day, intelligence is not just something that we're born with, but it's something that we can develop. And I think anybody who has developed this would totally agree with that statement is that Conor McGregor, years and years and years of experience in this field, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work, he has developed a very high fight IQ. So going back to uh, what I was sharing, um, going back to the spiritual quotient, I would say it's really the same thing. Your spiritual intelligence is your ability to discern, perceive, perceive, sorry, I just choked on myself, (laughs) Um, your ability to discern, perceive, and judge the spiritual dimensions that are at work in you and around you. Okay, so let's kind of go deep in this now. So if intelligence is our ability to perceive, discern, and judge, right, then what is it that we're actually perceiving, discerning, and judging? Well, like I said in the very beginning, it is recognizing that there is a spiritual dimension at work, okay? And I don't think maybe in this podcast I have the full time to maybe try to go super deep in that, but it is really the ability to understand that there is a spiritual dimension at work and there is a growing familiarity with that, right? And this is what I'll first say is um, going back to my last podcast, you know, about human design and human development, once we understand that we are spiritual beings, it kind of changes everything, okay? When I look at at a person, if I was looking at my wife or I was looking at my friend sitting across the table and I'm looking into their eyes and I'm having a conversation with them, the question really becomes, who am I talking to? Who am I talking to? Right? My eyes are seeing them. I'm hearing them. But am I really talking to their body or is there a living being inside of them that gives this body or gives this person consciousness that makes them a conscious, sentient, living being that almost turns the light on, that turns the house on. Does that make sense what I'm saying, right? So what I'm saying is, is if I'm looking at a person and I'm talking to them, then I'm really talking to their spirit. They are a spiritual being. And I would even argue as to say, this is why we are eternal beings, right? There is a life after death, right? I'm not here to argue that. I'm not necessarily an apologist, but I would say if you even subscribe to what I'm saying, then you, it's the, something should be clicking, right? It's what is it that actually goes on to live beyond time? It is that which is, comes from beyond time, which is our spirit. It, we are a spiritual being. So I mentioned that because if we're going to understand the spiritual dimensions that are at first work within us, it is to first recognize that we are spiritual people, okay? And I would go as far as to even say this. What I'm sharing is um, really kind of adapted from uh, one book in my life. There's many books, but there's one book in my life that has 
shaped me as a human being more than any other book besides the Bible. And it is the book, The Spiritual Man by Watchman Nee. The Spiritual Man by Watchman Nee. Um, I've read through this book probably four or five times now. It's, it's a pretty dense read, but I tried to read this every single year and I picked it up, uh, I'd say about five, six years ago. Um, if you're curious, Amazon, the, uh, the Spiritual Man by Watchman Nee. N-E-E, incredible, incredible book. It's not just a book on spirituality or Christianity. It's really a book on human design. I, I could say that with the utmost confidence. So going back to what I was saying, um, if we're talking about the spiritual dimensions at work within us, then it really begins with understanding that we are spirit and it's understanding how that even functions. And so what Watchman Nee talks about in his book is he talks about just like our body, our human body has five senses, right? We communicate with this physical world via five senses. It's our sense of taste, touch, smell, sight, and hearing, right? We, our physical body interacts with a physical world via these five senses, right? And then he goes on to talk about the soul. Well, what is the soul? The soul in the word in Greek is the word suke. It's actually from where we get our word psychology, right? It's another word for consciousness. And our soul is actually um, our ability to, it's our mind, it's our will, and our emotions. I'll say that one more time. Our soul consists of our mind, our will, and our emotions. And, you know, I guess just for this podcast, I'll say this is Watchman Nee does an incredible job of even unpacking how does a eternal spirit living in a human body create consciousness? Well, it all points back to Genesis chapter 2. When God creates Adam from the dust of the ground, it says that he breathes. That word breath is the word spirit. So God, God I mean, I'm just using language that makes sense to me. God injects spirit inside of the dirt, which is representative of the human body. And it says, Adam became a living soul. So I want to say that one more time. The spirit enters the body and the and now the person becomes a living soul. They now have consciousness. There's a consciousness. And the interesting thing about consciousness is, is if you really think about it, it is actually the window between the spiritual and the natural. I'll get into this hopefully in another podcast or maybe even later on this one, but the soul is actually a intermediary point between the spiritual and the natural, okay? And so the soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. Well, what is our mind? It is actually our thinking mechanism, right? Our mind is not relegated to the brain because the brain is simply a physical organ but our mind or our brain is doing the thinking, but our mind is our thinking capacity, okay? Um, what is the will? The human will is choice, right? Right now, I made a conscious choice to record this podcast. Right now, I just made the choice to pick up my phone. Um, we have a human will that allows us to make choices every second, every day, all the time. What are, what are our emotions? Well, our emotions is what I would describe as our feeling mechanism, right? 
God has not only hardwired us to be able to think and to be able to make choices, but he's also hardwired us to feel, right? This is what allows us to feel the myriad of emotions that we feel on a day-to-day basis, whether it be happiness, joy, sadness, regret, betrayal, love. All of these things um, is is really what our emotions were designed to do, is, is designed to experience the, 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 the myriad of the human experience, right? So that's what the soul is. But now begs the question of the spirit, okay? So if the human body communicates with the physical world via the five senses, and as we are communicating with this physical world, our mind, our will, and emotions are all are all interacting with that. I'll just give you a quick example. Um, this is really funny, but like I love biting my kids. I love biting their cheeks. I love biting their arms. I love biting their butt sometimes. Okay, um, but when I do that, it's a physical sensation. I like biting into their fat, but it releases this emotion of joy. It releases this emotion of happiness. Right. And A, it's yes, it's because they are the object of my affection. I love my kids. But it is that physical soul interaction that is allowing that emotion to kind of wake up and, and, and express itself, right? Um, we see this all the time, even with music, right? Music is really a set of vibrations, right? So what is it about the vibration that's happening in the physical that is actually computing within us to release thoughts, emotions, all different type of things, right? So now going into the spirit, the question now becomes, well, okay, if there's all of these functions for these independent yet interconnected parts of us, then what is the actual function of the spirit? I'm just going to give you a quick Cliff Notes version of um, Watchman Nee's book, The Spiritual Man, but he really breaks it down into three uh, main functions. Our spirit is able to interact with the spiritual world the same way that our physical body is able to interact with the physical world. And he breaks it down to these three things. Number one, he says intuition, calls it intuition. Number two, it's conscious, right? C-O-N-C-S-C-I-E-N-C-E. I hope I expelled that right. And then the third one is communion. So I'll say that one more time. The three functions of the human spirit is intuition, conscious, and communion, okay? And I'm going to try to break down each one quickly, but really the point of the podcast is to kind of really explore uh, spiritual intelligence in a way that's priming kind of this podcast for, you know, different episodes that are coming up. So with intuition, right? Well, what is intuition? I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know what intuition is. Some would call it a gut feeling. How many of you guys have ever walked into a room and physically everything seems perfect, but somewhere in your gut, you just feel like something's off. You feel like something's a little bit, something's not right, right? Whether that is being in a situation where there is actual present danger, but you're not able to physically see it, or whether it's relational, you walk into a room and it's just like, man, there's something weird going on with this relational dynamic. Um, and then you come to find out later, like, okay, yeah, there was something going on, right? Where does that intuitive capacity come from? 
It comes from your spirit. You are discerning, you are picking up something via your spirit about the spiritual dimensions that are now happening both in you and around you. Are you catching what I'm saying? Um, Some would call this vibes, and I have a whole thought process on why I believe vibration is real. Okay, because people gen people literally do put off vibes. We put off vibrations. The human the the human person we do give off vibes. This is why my wife can be upset at me and her face can be completely normal, but it's the vibration that she's putting off that I know she's upset with me. <laughs> All the married people said, "Amen." You know exactly what I'm talking about. So really, that is in a nutshell what intuition is. It is the gut feeling. But in the end of the day, it's not just some ethereal thing, but it's actually you are picking up a vibration that maybe it's hard to articulate in a moment. Number two, conscious. Well, what is conscious? Well, Jiminy Cricket would say, let your conscience be your guide. See, the human spirit, right? And for me, I I just, because I believe wholeheartedly that we come from God, right? God breathed his spirit into man. Um, there is a conscious inside of us. There is an ability to discern that which is right and that which is wrong. Um, this is why, I mean, if you're a normal human being and you haven't completely seared your conscious, you know that it's wrong to kick a baby, right? Um, there is something inside of you that innately tells you that that is wrong, right? And there is a sense of conscious. How many of us have ever been in a situation where you were about to do something and something inside of you is trying to tell you that it's wrong. You shouldn't be doing that. We've all been there, right? And really what I'm trying to do right now is help you to articulate maybe where does that actually come from. So our spirit has a consciousness, right? We, it's conscious. We are conscious of that which is life-giving and that which brings death. Finally, communion. See, the cool thing about communion is communion is really a common union, right? It is our ability to actually interact the same way that our physical body, right? The same way that, let's just put it like this. When I hold hands with my wife, my physical hands, our physical hands are holding each other. But, you know, when when you're really in love and you're really making that connection from the heart, There's an actual spiritual connection that's happening there too. I would even go as far as to say that is why sex is so powerful and it's so sacred because you're actually becoming one with the person, right? You're not physically becoming one like Siamese twins, but there is a oneness that's happening, right? It's a oneness of you are actually making a deep connection with that person. So when I'm holding hands with my wife, We're not only physically holding hands, but there's actually a connection that's happening spirit to spirit because the spirit is who we are. And when you're in love, who you are becomes one with another person. You're becoming one with that person because of love. And that's a whole nother thing. That was actually pretty profound. That was pretty cool. I need to write notes on that. That was good. Anyways, um, so far, I hope this is making sense. I hope I'm not talking too fast. But really what I'm trying to do is kind of provide some examples of what does it mean, right? We first talked about intelligence, the ability to discern, perceive, and judge. But now we're trying to understand, well, what is it that is spiritual? So there's the spiritual dimensions that are at work within us. 
but there are also spiritual dimensions that are work around us. And now I would like to transition uh, into this final part of this definition that says, uh, and to manage this realm towards a positive outcome. So now I want to talk about this last part, um, managing this realm towards a positive outcome. Um, going back to my examples with Kobe and with Connor, see their intelligence is not just their ability to judge, to perceive, and to discern, but they're able to take all of that real-time information and they're able to create function out of it. They're able to actually manage themselves. They're able to manage that situation. It's all happening real time, but they're able to utilize all of those, all of those things to the outcome of what they want, whether it's Kobe getting the ball to the hoop or whether it's Conor McGregor knowing exactly how to time what punch, how to do what at what time and to strike and to get the knockout, whatever it may be. Right. So this last part of managing this realm towards a positive outcome. So as we think about right now, we're talking about spiritual dimensions. We are spirit, right? I'm a spiritual being and there is a spiritual world and the spiritual world is, or the spiritual dimension is happening real time. It's, it's, it exists, right? So what ends up happening is the more intelligent we become in our ability to discern, perceive, and judge is now we learn actually how to interact with this dimension and how to provide a positive outcome, right? How to manage this realm towards a positive outcome. I'll give a couple examples to make all of this kind of tie together more down to earth. And I'll share maybe even some quick kind of, I guess, spiritual intelligence coaching tips. And uh, yeah, we'll just go from there. So, um, so an example of this would be what the Bible calls the gift of prophecy. Okay. Um, I don't know where you stand on this. Maybe you may be curious about it. Maybe you may be wondering what is even prophecy. Maybe that may be a whole nother podcast in and of itself. But at the end of the day, the way that the gift of prophecy actually works in its simplest, most distilled form, it's our ability to actually connect with God, to hear what he's saying. I'll even change the language a little bit is to catch the vibration of what God's trying to communicate. And as you're able to hear it, you're able to discern it, judge it, and to perceive it, you're now able to communicate it. Now you're managing this realm towards a positive outcome. Um, this, is sim- this is really what prophecy is. It's your ability to hear God and to communicate that to people. I am on this podcast, and I am not even exaggerating when I say this, I have personally, whether myself being a part of it or being a conduit of it, or whether it's me witnessing happening from the outside, I have seen the power of genuine prophecy happen probably over several thousand times in my life. And that's not an exaggeration. Um, I have seen the power of this is people who have a high spiritual intelligence, they're able to perceive that which God is trying to communicate for another person. Now, why would God be trying to communicate to another person? Well, sometimes God will use people because maybe that person hasn't fully learned how to perceive for themselves yet. And God loves people. That's the premise of it all. God so loved the world. God loves people. 
and God's trying to communicate. Okay. Now that person who's perceiving what are the, or sorry, going back to what, why is God trying to communicate? Well, God's really trying to accomplish, God's trying to do one of three things, or maybe all three of these things. God's trying to exhort, which is to, to really kind of build up. God's trying to encourage and God's trying to edify. Okay. These are all kind of religious type terms, but at the end of the day, God's trying to inject life into people. God is trying to take people that may be down in a certain area and God's trying to lift them up, build them up because he is life. He is life itself. He is trying to inject life into people. And I've seen this happen time and time again, and it's, it never ceases to amaze me. It's amazing. It's powerful. It's an honor to watch, but this would be an example of managing this realm towards a positive outcome. So again, if I am spiritually intelligent and I'm able to perceive, judge, and discern what is happening in that realm, and I'm able to gather the information, right, so to speak, to communicate, now when that communication happens, again, probably over four or 500 times, you hear this, that is so crazy, I don't know how you knew that, or that's so crazy, that's exactly what I needed to hear. That's probably what I hear more often than not, is that is exactly what I needed to hear. And the crazy thing is, is in the natural, there's nothing about that person that would have given that information, right? Like there's nothing that I can physically observe, right? And even emotionally, there's certain things that are communicated that you're not even discerning in their emotion or in their thinking. They, they may be completely stone cold or they may be just completely happy when something's completely wrong on the inside or something is happening on the inside. But what you're doing is you're tapping into a spiritual dimension and you're able to actually bring about a positive outcome because you've learned how to manage that dimension. Okay. So I hope that this was somewhat of a, you know, uh, successful primer of spiritual intelligence. Uh, if anyone's listening, you have any questions, please shoot me uh, an email. You can email me at uh, andy.un at nabidesign.com uh, or you can shoot me a, a message on uh, Facebook or on uh, Instagram. I'd love to engage and interact with you. But yeah, at the end of the day, um, what, I, what I hoped I did was really try to set a primer and a stage for, okay, you've got my curiosity now. Like, I believe that there is a spiritual realm. And I do actually want to kind of learn more and maybe even possibly learn how to develop um, this part of me, right? Um, I would say this is maybe just in closing is that um, I think that every human being is spiritual. I, I think I've already shared that, right? Every human being is spiritual. And my closing thoughts to this would be this. Maybe I'm speaking to two different segments of people, and I might even add a third. But maybe segment one is you're a person who's listening to this. You are just on the journey of life. Um, you don't really know fully maybe what you believe, or maybe you do know what you believe. But maybe this is piquing your curiosity. Maybe you're like, hmm, is there is there a spiritual dimension? Um Maybe I'm talking to you, right? And you're wondering like, okay, well, if there is, like, 
what, what do I need to know or what is there to learn? I would say I'd really encourage you to tune into these podcasts because I think whether it be through interviews or dialogue interaction, I'm, I really want to talk about spiritual intelligence. The two things that this podcast is dedicated to is human development and spiritual intelligence. Those are the two kind of main topics that I'm going after. So I would just say to you, if you have a curiosity, would love for you to tune in. Um, maybe the other segment that I'm talking to would be, and actually I'll put a third. The second segment is, okay, Andy, um, I am a Christian or I am a person who believes in the spiritual, right? Um, and I want to grow. I want to learn more. Like I want to really understand this at a deeper level. Uh, even for you, I would say, uh, I, I hope and I will try my very best. It's my desire to provide content on this podcast uh, to really engage people like yourselves. I think finally, number three would be, and I just kind of added this last segment, you know, last minute, but um, let's just say you totally believe in the spiritual quotient and you've experienced it, you've lived it, you practice it, all of this type of stuff. And you just want to go maybe to the next level. I would even say for you, I really hope and I do, it is my desire to also engage you as well. I think um, one of my hopes is um, I have different people lined up on this podcast. Um, I'm just going to name out some names that come to my mind. My friend, Billy Humphrey, who is the director of IHOP Atlanta. I think he has a wealth, a wealth of, of experience and knowledge to share on this topic. I think of my friend, Brandon Burke, um, my boy, my boy, Brandon Burke, um, who was on podcast number three, which is honestly the most listened to episode. I would say he is a wealth of uh, just understanding. I mean, every time I connect with him, I'm learning a ton and we just have the most fascinating conversations. And so I would say whoever you are, uh, whether you fit into any of these you know, segments, uh, I just want to say, please tune in. Uh, I think that there will be some really awesome content and value for you. Again, you guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Nobby Design Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Andy Un. God bless and peace.